This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 29th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. France's response to Islamist killings in that country may make the problems of violence inspired by radical Islam worse. Mustafa Akiol is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the book Islam Without Extremes. We spoke this week. What do you make of this uh, attack in France, the response to it, and Macron's response more generally to violence in France by stating that he wants to reform the practice of Islam within France? First of all, I should say the event that initiated this latest controversy was appalling. Uh, I mean, a high school teacher, Samuel Petty, was uh, killed in France while he was leaving his school by this uh, Russian-born Chechen person, 18-year-old, who was living in France for a long time, uh, because he showed the cartoons of Charlie Hebdo in class. Uh, He asked, actually, Muslim students to leave the classroom uh, in, in case they would be disturbed, and many of them did. Uh, but, but, you know, this became an issue in school. Some parents campaigned uh, against him, uh, not to kill him, but, you know, as, as a protest and maybe get him fired. Uh, but then this uh, more radical guy took, you know, a mission out of this and he went there and he killed him and he beheaded him. And I understand how this is shocking to France. Uh, more than 200 people have been killed in France, uh, French people in the past decade because of these controversies over cartoons of Prophet Muhammad, Charlie Hebdo. So there is a clear terroristic threat. Uh, However, uh, how do you handle this is really important. And I think there are two sides here. One is there is clearly a fanatic strain within the Muslim world today that believes in killing people for blasphemy. And we see this in France, we see this in Pakistan, also I mean, in countries where Muslims are majority, we see this in Nigeria. And uh, there is a doctrinal problem behind it as well. I mean, I followed what Muslim leaders are saying about this. Yasser Qadri, one of the prominent American Muslim, uh, conservative Muslim opinion leaders, he's a religious, uh, let's say, leader, a cleric. He uh, wrote on his Facebook that, you know, we have issues here. I mean, there are blasphemy laws in Islamic jurisprudence uh, about killing people. So, and they're not, he said, uh, questioned and they're not discussed enough. And most conservatives would not act on these blasphemy laws, but they are there. And some people do this on a vigilante basis. I myself have argued that these do not come from the Quran. They're just medieval jurisprudence. And this is how we should reform it. Actually, a chapter of my forthcoming book is about this. Uh, But there is a problem here. On the other hand, if you say, yes, there is this fanatic strain in Islam, we have to deal with this. I understand that. You know, a lot of people are saying that. And if you say, we will solve the problem by Muslims wearing a headscarf in public spaces, or not allowing them to have halal cuisine in schools, which is the approach of some French politicians, I mean, the French secular tradition. That doesn't help either. I mean, uh, so I, I see a problem here within the Muslim community globally to not having a clear position uh, on, on blasphemy that, yes, we don't condone, we don't enjoy Prophet Muhammad being mocked, and that's wrong. Christians don't like Jesus being mocked or... Jews, the same thing for Moses or their patriarchs, 
but we don't kill or jail people for this. So we are not there yet, at least in some segments of the Muslim community. Yes, there is a problem. But the French approach is there is a problem, so we will try to make Muslims less observant. We will not allow them to show religious displays. Uh, so I, I see problems on both sides here. Uh, France is absolutely concerned about security. That's understandable. But it is wrong to uh, solve this problem with other means of authoritarianism. Right. It seems that you know there's an overlap of criminal activity and the practice of Islam, as there are with any other religious group or any other category you want to assign to people. And it seems perhaps pretty counterproductive to alter the religious practices of observant Muslims in pursuit of addressing a problem that is broadly, is purely criminal. It is. Uh, and I often have contrasted France with USA or Canada, where you have Muslim communities w among which you don't see this kind of radicalization. And there are complex reasons for this. Uh, the nature of the immigrant communities, the lack of a colonial heritage, and so on and so forth. But there's also the fact that overwhelming majority of American Muslims are proud and happy to be American Muslims because they can be who they are, have their old practices and in, in, in place of worships and wear their conservative clothes, whatever that is. And uh, so I think uh, Macron fundamentally is right in believing that French Muslims should fully integrate in French society and be proud Frenchmen or French women. Uh, but, you know, you don't go there by not really respecting their religious freedom in the fullest sense. And that is a, a problem. The other thing is, uh, France has come out in this incident as a defender of freedom of speech. I value that. I support that aspect of the discussion. However, a lot of Muslims point to problems in France when it comes to freedom of speech. France is actually not the most liberal country in the West uh, on matters of expression. It has laws that criminalize the desecration of the flag or the national anthem. Alice, I mean, until 2013, French laws criminalized insulting the president, quote unquote. And this was only uh, abolished thanks to the European Court of Human Rights pushing France on, on this issue. Uh, and, and this creates a kind of whataboutism among Muslims. They say, oh, France is telling us that we should not do anything about cartoons of Prophet Muhammad and we should accept freedom of speech. Oh, what about this? What about Holocaust denial? What about these French laws, you know, not allowing, desecrating the flag or the national anthem? So I think we need a, an acceptance of freedom of speech, a broader acceptance of freedom of speech in the Muslim world. That is true. But we also need a more principled defense and acceptance of freedom of speech in the Western world as well. If you tell people you cannot disrespect the national anthem because that's sacred, but you have to respect, you know, mockery of religion, well, those people say, sorry, for us, religion is even more sacred, and you get into this competition. Uh, therefore, I think U.S. standards on freedom of speech and freedom of religion honestly are better than France, and it has helped Muslims in America to integrate into the American society better. It didn't happen because there was a government effort to create enlightened Islam. But when you present a medium of freedom, 
people gradually see the value of that. The government of France has nonetheless decided that there is a proper role, and that makes total sense. This is brutal criminal behavior. But to the extent that they shouldn't be more stringently regulating the practice of Islam, what kind of public messaging should they be involved in? And what kind of uh, enforcement mechanisms should they be using? There are different layers here. One is certainly a criminal layer. There are individuals, sometimes small groups, inspired by a very extreme fanatic interpretation of Islam, of the Al-Qaeda and ISIS and those groups. And this is police intelligence. You follow those people, you try to see what they're doing. If they are clearly committing a violent act, if they're preparing for it, you go and arrest them. And this is true for, I mean, white supremacists or other kind of criminals in society. There are ideological groups which may turn criminal. So this is something to watch. But then there is a broader issue of do Muslims living in the West accept the rules of Western liberal democracy? And that is an important discussion. It's true that there are Muslims living in the West who actually do not accept the basic rules of liberal democracy, that is freedom of speech and religion. And there needs to be a discussion in the Muslim community. And calling for that is also legitimate. And that's what I'm working on, honestly. However, uh, to think that the government will somehow orchestrate this is too ambitious for any government, and it can be counterproductive. Uh, second, uh, to to dictate uh, certain limitations on legitimate religious practice makes it much harder. I mean, I've been arguing in Muslim communities around the world for two decades at least for a free society. And you know what's the most common objection I get? I mean, I, I gave conferences in Malaysia saying that we should accept liberalism you know, in the classical sense. The common response is, what liberalism are you talking about? Is it the liberalism that bans our headscarf in France? Then I have to say, no, no, actually France is not a good example here. And, you know, French interpretation of laïcité or uh, separation of church and state, secularism, isn't actually ideal, so they're going too far about that. Uh, so I, I'm worried that France might double down on its practices of laïcité, going after Muslim women for wearing burkini on a beach, which is a conservative, you know, uh, while covering swimsuit or uh, not allowing them to appear in public places with headscarves. And a lot of Muslims will be drawn to choose between a liberal democracy and a conservative interpretation of the faith. Whereas you should be able to invite them to be fully uh, French people, to be uh, full members of, of a free society, but as who they are, Accepting the bare minimums, of course, of not <laughs> killing people or not trying to silence people by force. Uh, but this this is looking like a vicious cycle. And, and of course, uh, a lot of politicians have entered the scene. Turkish President Recep Erdogan, Pakistani PM, and they are uh, now calling for boycott against France, and it's becoming very political. And I think it is serving those politicians in their respective countries. But whether it's serving... The idea of uh, coexistence in a free society, uh, I'm doubtful about that. Is that discussion out there that is with, within France, is it widely appreciated or is it widely believed that uh, the kinds of actions that Macron is taking uh, might in fact be substantially counterproductive? 
I think the French far right represented by uh, Marine Le Pen is actually asking for even more. But, you know, that's the path for ultimate conflict. Uh, but there are also French centrists or liberal Democrats. Some people from the French left are criticizing this. And I've noticed some French intellectuals or scholars saying that if we go too far in this hunt on the terrorists, we might be violating some human rights norms. Because one thing is that uh, President Macron said Islamists are the problem. And uh, he will go after Islamism. And again, that's a complicated issue. Islamism, as I define it, as most people define it, is the idea of a religious state, that you should use the state for advancing your religion. It's basically a theocratic worldview, which I'm very critical about, you know, which is wrong. But itself, it is not necessarily violent. I mean, you might have communists in society. Communism is an authoritarian worldview. I'm very critical about that. But being a communist in itself is not a crime. You need a battle of ideas there. Uh, some communists might be becoming criminal when they engage in violence. And that's the exact same thing with the Islamists. So that's why we have a, the term called jihadists. You know, they are really engaging in violent acts that they call jihad. Uh, so all these nuances are important, and I think it's important that in France there are calls for respecting the rule of law. There might be Islamist groups that are uh, illiberal, that are authoritarian, and they don't really fully share the values of France. Uh, and I would be critical of those groups, but that's not something, that's not a problem that the police can solve by uh, going after these people, arresting them, closing their institutions. That's an ideological battle. And for that ideological battle to succeed, what you present to people who are influenced by these groups should be really a medium of liberty. You should tell people, well, you want to be conservative Muslims? Be our guests, you know, yes, uh, live as you want. Uh, we'll get your, you know, you can get uh, halal food in schools or you can wear a headscarf and be everywhere in France and get every public job. Just you have to respect other people uh, having their lifestyles, whatever that is. And I think by and large, the overwhelming majority of Muslims are willing to accept that. And we see that in America. We see that in Canada. We see that in the UK. I think by putting a very high bar uh, of uh, Frenchness, uh, a very narrowly defined uh, identity, France is not helping its cause. Mustafa Akiol is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast anywhere you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.